Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 151 of the Crush the Rush podcast, and today we're chatting all about how to book your first one-on-one client. And P.S., if you already are booking one-on-one clients, there is so much information jam-packed in this short episode that you're going to want to listen anyways because it is so good. So I have brought in Lindsay Maloney, who is a self-made business and success coach who specializes in teaching women how to start and scale their dream coaching businesses with simplicity and confidence. And she believes that you should always choose to use your intuition to guide you as you grow with business or grow your business. With her step-by-step teaching and creative guidance, you'll feel inspired to take her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay works with women who want to get unstuck and structure their brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. She is also the creator of the Standout Coaching Academy and the host of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to get clear with your vision for your business so that your audience can connect with you and actually book that one-on-one coaching session that you are so excited to launch. We're going to talk about what clients should see when they land on your site so that you aren't wasting your time on discovery calls. And then just some really amazing tips on how to set your mindset and how to really get started with one-on-one coaching, including what to include in your one-on-one coaching containers. You are not going to want to miss this episode. Let's get to the show. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you? Holly, I am good. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So I have to share. So people that watch me on Instagram know that I have this like palm tree background and you have these like amazing like plant palms behind you. And so it's making the like interview seem like super relaxing and tropical. Mm -hmm. So if you guys (laughs) can picture that while we're talking, then you can can picture that. But yay, thank you for being here. I'm really excited about today's topic because we're talking about booking your first one-on-one client. And I think everyone is like so nervous to actually take the first step to do that. And so I love uh, that we're making this into into a topic Mm -hmm. itself. But before we dig in, I'd love for you to just take a minute and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and how you became an expert in this area. Sure. Well, my name is Lindsay Maloney. I have been doing this for, oh, I think 10 years now. Uh, I started out as a health coach when I just had one baby at home. Yeah. And then I evolved into a business coach around four to five years in because I just wasn't passionate about the health coaching. 
coaching, but I fell in love with the business side of it. So I learned all I could about it. And now I work with, you know, coaches from all over the world. So I'm excited to talk about how to book your first client. I think my podcast is called How to Book Your Dream Client. So I love giving all kinds of ideas. There isn't one set way, but I am an open book and I'm excited to talk about all of those things. Yeah, that's so interesting. We have such a similar background. So when we start to think about booking one-on-one clients, is there just like a great like list of first steps or like what should be going through your head when you're like, okay, I'm ready to take on like actually coaching and helping someone? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we can start out by talking about the mistakes that you might be making just so yeah, we can get the, the crud out of the way. The biggest thing that I see people do when they start and when I get to get familiarized with their their business, their website, all of those things, they don't have a sales page for their one-on-one coaching. They, I always say you literally have a paragraph with a link to your calendar for a perfect stranger to take up an hour of your time who has no intention of working with you. And the reason why I feel that I can just make that statement is because that's what I used to do. I remember, you know, playing with my kids in the evening and then, oh, I have a discovery call. Somebody just snatched up a half hour of my time. Let's go in my office, lock my door, get, you know, step away from my kids and then go on a call with someone who who just wants to pick my brain and kick the tires. And then nothing leads out of that. While I am 100% with the be always be generous, always we're here to serve. We're not get the dollar signs out of your eyes. I do think that we have to take responsibility as, you know, women, wives, mothers to honor our time with our family. I have a nine to five. I need to honor my time more than maybe somebody else does. So I had to figure out how I can make that work. So I thought, what do you do most of the time on a discovery call? You're at first probably trying to sell yourself and everyone's so nervous about selling themselves on a call. You don't have to do that if you have a sales page that converts into applications to work with you. So from not having a paragraph to something that I know that I've printed out sales pages because I love reading someone's sales page. I just nerd out about that stuff. But I know there's other people who do that too. So give them something to make them feel like you are reading their mind and that you wrote that exactly for them. And then take it a step further. Still no calendar allowed on your website. That's my golden rule. And put an I love that. And put an application on your sales page. So you're asking them questions. And then there is this bonus question at the end of your application, and it needs to be your packages. Which one are you going to choose? And then let them choose which package they're interested in. And then if they choose a package, then go on a call with them. If all of their other answers feel right with you. If they say no, that they're not interested, then there, you just saved a half hour of your time of stress and giving out advice to someone who just doesn't really care about your the growth of their business or yours. Those are the biggest things that I see. Everyone's so scared to write a sales page to go through the process of maybe you won't have as many uh, bookings on your calendar, but isn't it more important to have actual applications? So those are the biggest mistakes that I see. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because I think a lot of what I see is one, there is no sales page and two, 
sometimes there's an application, but it goes to a calendar. Like that's where mine Mm -hmm. goes. The application like starts to weed people out, but I love that it takes them to choose a package. Like that's genius. And I think just having the application only gets you people who are truly interested, which is somebody that you should be giving your time to, at least in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Exactly. So I love that. Any other tips in terms of, okay, so you've thought about how you're going to roll it out, but maybe just getting a clear vision for like what your audience would want to hear from you or see from you to sort Mm -hmm. of make that decision. Yes. So the next step would be to think about, even if you've never had a client before and you're just starting, or you've worked with a couple of clients and they felt like a really good match, then go with the idea of what did you really, what did you cover in your first call or two? What were the big things So my thing was, okay, niches are always covered. Their I help statement is always covered right away. Their social media platforms, what they need, their content medium, what they're going to need. Those are like the biggies. So I decided I'm going to create a freebie that is everything that they need to get their coaching business started. That way, it's almost like a prerequisite to working with me. If I know that they went through this it's going to be a lot easier for us to transition into building up their business. And it's fine if they didn't, but that's my highest converting freebie out there is the coaching business starter pack because they can get everything that they need just to get some movement. There's so many dead end freebies out there with, and they're all fluffy and like, you can do this, but what about like telling me what to do so I can keep moving forward? Those are the things that I create. So Create things that your first clients will, it almost feels like they're working with you and they need this. They think they need it. Not something that you think they need, but what they think they need. Make that and then that will bring them closer to you. And then optimize your freebies. At the end of them, tell them, take it a step further and apply to work with me. Have follow-up sequences with your email and get them in a coaching funnel so you can get them on the application. There's so many ways to do it. Yeah. I love that you created your freebie so they could get quick wins, which is something that you would cover sort of maybe in your initial discovery call. So it's like, you're almost giving them that without them like having to jump on the phone. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's really, really good. Anything else in terms of how to cater to your ideal client? Cause I know for me, when, you know, you take that first step and you're like, Oh, okay, I'm going to like put this application out there and I'm going to ask people if they want to work with me. Like, how do you get over that sort of initial hump of like actually getting that first client? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to let go of all expectations. You cannot control if somebody goes to your website and you can't put your hand over theirs and guide them to the application button. You can't do any of that. And I always say that should be very freeing to you because that's one less thing for you to stress out about. It's funny how when you let go of all outcomes, everything just is so easy to move forward. You're removing all the barriers, the stress. Well, what if, what if we have no idea when our first client will come in. And if we let that hold us back, then that's a choice we have to make. But if we let it give us space to keep building our business in the meantime, that's perfect. That's why I would say, get your sales page up. So it's ready. I mean, that's always up there. Then create multiple ways to get them to your sales page, optimize your social media. Pinterest is huge. Do all of those things to keep driving people over there and then provide content so people can get to know, like, and trust you. Yeah, I love that. 
Uh, can we dig into a little bit, if you're brand new to setting up a uh, one-on-one, like what is like the perfect one-on-one container in your experience or maybe some examples of what you've done or seen? What I, I just love to keep things absolutely simple. I don't use anything fancy and I've always, but I've always used Asana. So I work with my clients in there 100% of the time. We speak with them in Boxer off call. Uh, we don't do email back and forth. We don't do any fancy booking system. I use Zamcart and we keep it pretty simple. I think it's, there's so many shiny things that people think they need to not only get clients, but to keep them or rebook. You don't need any of that stuff. They'll come, they'll do, there's double dippers and triple dippers. If they had a great experience with you, they'll come back. And I think the key is for me, you know, I work with a lot of coaches and they want to just keep their life simple. You know, they, they're busy yeah. enough managing their business And then if I come in and give them, of course, I'm going to give them lots of homework and all that. That's what they signed up for, but I don't want to make their life harder. So I I have to keep it as simple as possible. So I figured how would I want to be coached and how do I prefer to be coached? And I just do it that way. So how do you want, always treat your clients how you would want to be treated. Yeah. I love that. Now, do you use Asana to track like homework and accountability? Is that what you're using it for? Yep. And calls, all of that good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, had to pop in just for a minute because I have some awesome news that is launching this September. Introducing the first annual CEO Week Challenge. In this free five-day challenge, you will learn how to create a weekly schedule that allows you to run your business in a way that focuses on creativity and flexibility while scaling and attracting the right clients. We focus on building a community, serving first, and the best part, creating a omnipresent content plan that converts, which means you are repurposing your content on a schedule that works for you. Sounds amazing, right? You don't want to miss it. All you have to do is go to Holly Marie Haynes com forward slash CEO week to register. And once you register, you will be added to our private Facebook community with instant access to our new training vault packed with productivity and business strategy tips you can implement right away. And during the challenge week, you will also receive a PDF summary of everything we cover, plus the opportunity to win prizes and bonuses. Do not miss the chance to be part of this awesome inaugural event. You can go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash CEO week. If you are tired of feeling guilty for working 24 seven and not seeing the growth you want, then this challenge is for you. We are going to teach you how to structure your week and schedule in a way that allows you to grow and scale your business, attract the right clients, and still have time to spend on yourself. Just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash CEO week for all the details. I'll see you on the inside. Any other tips for running your first one-on-one? You know what? Just don't worry about it. The biggest question that I get is, what if they need something and I don't have it made? Like, how can I give it to them if I don't even have a program, if I don't have this? Because I recommend working with clients first. And I say, your clients are not going to expect, let's say they need to figure out their niche and you have it in your head, how you want them to figure this out. And on the call, what you're going to do is just say, okay, I'm going to give you a workbook this week and it's going to help you, you know, do all the exercises to get your niche down. And then once you get off the call, pencil it out, create the workbook, send them a Google drive link and give them the workbook. They don't need everything instantaneously. Pretty soon you'll have this huge library full of resources for clients that 
every client will get easier and easier as you work with them. And then pretty soon when you launch a group program, you have all of the stuff that you already created. Yeah. I love that. I think keeping it simple and maybe not fancy is a great tip. Like it doesn't have to be this like amazing Canva template. Like it could literally be a list of questions in a Google doc. And that's probably even better because you're going to get it faster. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep it simple. I love that. All right. So we've talked a little bit about attracting your one-on-one client. I think the sales page tip is amazing. We've talked a little bit about marketing. Any other tips for marketing or just how to set up your website for success when you're trying to attract that first client? Yeah, I know. We can spend way too much time on our website. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the number one time waster. I always Mm -hmm. catch myself, if I'm spending too much time on my website, what am I trying to get out of? Exactly. I don't want to do this. So I'm just going to change colors over here and see how this looks. Right. Totally get it. One of the things that is really important is to, it takes practice, go to your website like you've never been there before and see, does this make sense to people? Am I all over the place? Is there too much copy on my homepage? Keeping your homepage simple is really important. I always say, you know, put a, a, a question up at the top so they know that what they came for is here. I want to ask you, do you feel like your coaching business is an expensive hobby? I know that's how my coaches feel. And then if they feel that way, then they're going to keep scrolling. I'm going to give them something free. And then I'm going to give them like maybe three options of other ways they can find out more about me. They can join my club. They can join my program. They can work with me. Then here's my podcast. Here's my blog. Think of your homepage as your magazine cover and like all your beautiful highlights there. If they didn't go anywhere else, it's good that they're there, right? And then have those simple navigation bar options. Don't crowd it. Don't put all these things on there that don't make sense. Don't be clever with your words on your navigation bar. I know it's tempting, but don't. Google doesn't like it. And maybe not everyone understands what you're saying. So keep everything simple all the time. And then provide new content for your people to read, listen to, or watch on a consistent basis. So they're getting new things from you, whether they are letting you know that they love your work, or maybe they're a silent follower for years, keep putting it out there. You never know who's really counting on what you have to put out there. So just keep doing it for them. Even if it feels like nobody's listening, just keep doing it. I love that. I think that no one's listening is so interesting and probably goes back to marketing is I mean, you don't need hundreds of followers to launch a one-on-one program. Mm -hmm. You could literally have five. And if they're loyal followers, like half of them could want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a a really, really great tip. Yeah. I would say, would you, if 20 people came into your home and they loved what you did, would you say, well, I'm not going to talk to you or try to help you until I get to a thousand. You would never do that. I hope. That's such a good point. Don't do that to your people. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is really, really helpful. And I know at least for this audience, you know, starting that one-on-one program is such a great first step. And I know you mentioned sort of in passing, like starting the one-on-one program first, maybe before launching a course or something, which I actually agree with. Any just like inside advice there? Well, it's going to help you have personal insight as to their, what their journey looks like. And you kind of know what's coming and you can foresee, you know, struggles and okay, I know that they're going to, they're going to need to spend some time in Pinterest. So I know that we need to have a lot of other things cleared out of the way, because this is kind of a beast of a thing to learn and implement. So you, you just know the patterns, you know, 
And it's always exciting to, I'm going to launch a program right away. It's always exciting because that's kind of the noise that you hear out there. But what if people would like your one-on-one time and you're busy doing this and you could lose a client or something like that, but you don't know what their actual journey is. And there's nothing like working one-on-one with somebody and just feeling, and it's almost like going back in the past. Like I remember when I was here, I totally remember this. I remember this stage and that stage and that moment. And then when you see someone else going through it, it makes you a better coach because that empathy kicks in and you're able to create things that will help them get through that bumpy road, probably way better than when you went through it yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I think personally, it's just such a great way to get feedback in terms of what you know, others are going through and then how to solve your, your client's problems, right? So you're getting better feedback to apply to your business longer term. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I have like a page of notes just (laughs) from, I don't know, it's been like 25 minutes, but before we end each podcast, we always like to ask three questions just to get to know you a little bit better. So the first one is what is your current morning routine? I wake up, I brush my teeth and I work out right away. And then I go to, I usually go in my office and I read my devotional, I read a little bit of the Bible journaling. Then I start my coffee and come to work and work until I, I am able to take a break. And usually right now it's in the, we're in the, just about summertime. So I take a lot of breaks in the morning and go out and work on my garden. So it feels, feels really great to be outside, get some sunshine. It gives me extra energy for the day, but yeah, my morning routine is pretty, pretty solid. And I don't know about you, but if you don't have that in, it kind of feel off for the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate of morning routine. I love having a garden. I can't take credit for ours, but I do like to walk outside, especially in the morning (laughs) in the summer to just like get some air. The best. Um, Okay. Next one is what is one resource that's helped you the most on your journey so far? I would say it's none of the business resources. It's the things that I've read about slowing down and being more Mm. present. I can't pinpoint one single thing, but it's completely changing your mindset that you need to be working on your business all the time. And you need to have this mindset that your business is going to allow you to quit your job. And once I let go of all of that and I thought, well, if my nine to five works for me, then I'm going to keep it and I have yeah. my business. Then I'm just going to roll with it because it makes me happy and I'm not going to listen to anybody else. I'm going to do what's best for me and my family. So listening to me was a great resource because I didn't do that for a long time. Yeah. I think that's so important too, especially when it comes to combining like running a business and working full-time or running a family or whatever that looks like. Cause I think everyone's journey looks so different. And I think a lot of times you see these like posts like, Oh, I, you know, made seven figures and quit my job, but like maybe they didn't make that much in their job mm-hmm. or maybe it was a completely different scenario than, mm-hmm. than what you're in. So I, I can wholeheartedly I, I agree, agree with that. I just put out a podcast episode, why I'm not a fan of the quit your nine to five movement. And I said, it's, yeah. we cannot make these huge decisions based on someone's inspirational podcast episode. We can't do that. That's irresponsible. Yeah. So I'm a big advocate for that. Yeah, I definitely agree too. Okay, last one. What's the last thing you purchased on Amazon? My keyboard and my mouse. It's all colorful and it's very loud. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you guys can see this, it's like pink and red and white. It's really fun. It is fun. My husband walked in. He's like, what is that? (laughs) 
but that's my last. I mean, if you're going to look at it all day, you might as well make it fun. So (laughs) thank you so much for sharing. I always think these are the most, some of the most important questions because it gives a little insight into how others sort of make their life work. Why don't you share where everyone can find you and get to know you better? And if you have anything coming up. Yeah. So I have all kinds of things on my website. If you are a freebie downloader, I have a freebie vault. You can go to lindsaymaloney.com and click on that button and just download your little heart out. I, I have that. a podcast myself, Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm on Instagram most of the time, Lindsay underscore Maloney. So I'd love to hear from you. If you feel like anything that I said, you have questions, I am here to answer. I'm an open book. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 